Are you an independent musician? How would you like to have your songs played on hundreds of radio stations just like the one you're listening to right now? Join MusicSubmit.com and we'll promote your music to radio stations and blogs in your genre. It's free to set up your account and we guarantee your music will be considered for airplay by radio stations worldwide. Why not sign up today? It's free. MusicSubmit.com Radio promotion for indie musicians. Hello there. This is G.E. Shaw. If you're looking for alternative radio stations, something different, something unique, straight, hard, thought-provoking, interactive, talk about all types of social issues, then you might want to check us out. We're S-I-M-E, Mixar Radio. We are hosted on the Spreaker Network. What we do, we bring you the best musicians of the indie world. If you want to hear music such as Candy Rose, the best, or other musicians such as Zayna Lawrence, LZB, we have hip-hop, we have rock, country, soul, rap. We bring it all to you from the indie world. It's pure, straight Good evening, 
This is GE Shaw. And this is SIME Mixer Radio 24-7. Coming up, the evening hour with Ronnie Deshaies. This is Undecided Future, Intoxicated. There's no telling what could have been behind these doors. Dana Lawrence, Live the Dream, and then Ronnie Deshay, the author, is in the house. So how are we doing? is in the house. We'll be back in a few minutes with Ronnie. Zayna Lawrence. Live the dream. All the dreams. Good time to have it because of the NBA Finals is coming around the corner. Live the dream.
K. Martin, Saints and Sinners. And we got a lot to talk about tonight about Saints and Sinners. This is G. E. Shaw. And this is N.K. Martin. There are no saints, only sinners. It's hard to escape with sinners. I'm willing to forgive all transgressions by you. There are no saints on this too. Oh, okay. We'll get to that too. I'm not worried about people's judgments, baby. And we got a lot of things on the agenda too. Sorry, Miss Morton. Here you go. Shadow of myself. Your cheating may have hurt me, but you're leaving put me through hell. I'll never know why you chose to leave that way. But if you change your mind someday, just know 
we're sinners It's hard to escape what's in us I'm willing to forgive All transgressions by you, by you Cause there are no saints, only sinners It's hard to escape what's in us I'm not worried about other people's judgments, baby Come and be with your love again Come back There's no all saints but no sinners Well, don't know about that folks this might be a heated time tonight. This is G.E. Shaw, <laughs> along with Ronnie Deshay. And let's talk issues, what we all about. First, I want to give a shout out to Miss Stacy Armstrong, female, African-American, first black governor of Georgia. A little shout out to that. And anything else you want to talk about, Miss Ronnie? Oh, there's a lot of things. So let's get it going. <laughs> I want to comment first on something that you said just now. You said she was the first female black governor of where? Georgia. Georgia. Okay. Now, have there been any male black governors, or is she the first black governor, period? As far as I'm, as far as I know, first black African American to ever be nominated in Georgia. I could be wrong, but um, that's a big thing when you talk about a female of any nationality, ethnicity. But to be black on top of that, I gotta give her a shout. Oh yeah, yeah, very much so. Okay, I was just curious because I, I really don't know anything about Georgia or her or their politics, so. Well, but yeah, um, if, if she's also the first black governor, then that is definitely a step for Georgia. Well, it's a big step in my opinion. <laughs> You're talking about, I think that's Carter Country, isn't it? I, I think so. think so. So, to me, that's a big step. Well, they don't come any whiter than Carter. You know, <laughs> okay. We're getting off on the right foot here, folks. <laughs> now, I did not say that, Mr. Carter, so don't come looking for me. <laughs> so, what's this I hear about a uh, friend of yours? Want to tell us a little bit about that before we get really into some other stuff? Yeah, I'm going to do a little plug here for my friend Karen Ingalls. Um, she's an author and that I was promoting today. Um, ex-author, and she wrote a book called Outshine. You can look it up on Amazon. It's her personal story of um, the fight with ovarian cancer. So if you know anybody who's dealt with that, if you are a female, it's worth reading. All of the profits from this book go to ovarian cancer research. So it's kind of a fundraising project for her. Um, based on her own experience. Again, the book is called Outshine, and the cover kind of looks like a stained glass window, so that's how you'll know it's the right book, and her name is Karen Ingalls. She also wrote a couple of books uh, that were fiction, and you can check those out as well. 
But the main, the main issue with me, and the main reason I want to kind of push her tonight, is her book Outshine, because there's so many of us women uh, that have dealt with, you know, what they used to call female trouble. <laughs> And, you know, you men out there that have a woman in your life, no matter who she is, whether she be your wife, your mother, your sister, your third cousin on your father's side, I don't care. Ovarian cancer could strike close to home for you. So it's just interesting, you know, to read this woman's journey and also to know that all of the money from the book sales do go to ovarian cancer research. So way to go, Karen, and um, just wanted to give a plug for her. Okay. Congrats on her. Now, did you say she won something? Yeah, she did win a um, an award. It was a few years ago. It was one of the, most of us who are indie authors, we enter our books in all of these little competitions. And she won, I think it was one of the indie, uh, one of the indie books of the year, I think for 2015, something like that, in one of these competitions. So... She's well known to that degree. Okay. Yeah. Now yeah. is she international or is she local? Um, I'm not actually sure where she lives. She's not local, I don't think. Okay. An error has occurred. Try again later. What was that? I don't know. That's what I'm <laughs> trying to figure out. I heard it twice now. Uh -huh. Trying to figure out where that's coming from. That's bizarre. Even you heard it. Almost it almost sounded like me. Yeah, and even you heard it, which is kind of bizarre. I'm like, is there anybody else out there? Uh, paranormal activity going on, I think. And we will be talking about the paranormal. I have a good friend. We have a new show coming up. And... I might want to have him talk about that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, the fact that, I mean, we normally talk about a lot of weird things, and we get a lot of things that happen that come across, you know, the show, the board, whatever case may be, okay? But I never actually heard that one before. It's like someone from the outside is listening. And I don't right. mind. I don't mind if they are, you know, this is being broadcast outside on my balcony, on my patio. So, but that's weird. Never heard that one before. Um, and the fact that you heard it clearly is scary. Mm -hmm. So, if I hear it again, I might have to move the show, take a five-minute break, move the show back inside and put some rosary beads up and some salt or whatever. Uh, I think that was the Supernatural guys did. Hey, you know, never know. Just a plug-in for Supernatural. I love that show. <laughs> okay, anything else? Well, let's see. Um, I did see a couple of movies over the last few days. We went and saw Deadpool. The double feature or just... Uh... Just the second one. And... Excellent, excellent movie. So you did like the movie. Oh, I loved it. I will say, if you are easily offended, stay away. Man, I like Deadpool. I watched the first. I didn't think it was that, you know, um, blood and guts. But I think it had a pretty... Oh, no, 
there's it's not there's not a lot of that in it at all. It has nothing to do with that. It's just the dialogue and some of the situations. It's got a very uh, sexual theme running through it. Um, it. There's a lot of profanity. I mean, just that sort of stuff. If you're easily offended, this is not a movie for you. Yeah, but let's face it. It does say it's rated R, right? And it is. Let me tell you something. So if it's rated R, you get what you go in there for. So I don't really feel totally sorry for people who watch a movie. They know what it's going to be. They rated R. They don't rate R for nothing. You know, so hey. That's true, but there's a lot of reasons to rate something R. Maybe it was because of violence or blood and guts, you know, in which case I have friends, well, my friend John would love that. However, all of the uh, sexual humor and some of the homosexual humor um, we would lose John, but let's be real. We would lose John during the previews. <laughs> they were coming out with a movie now that basically people are killing the Muppets. And this movie, I mean, it is going to be hilarious. I will be the first one in line, but let me tell you, it has got to be the raunchiest movie starring puppets I've ever seen. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I don't think John would run for the door during the previews. I don't think he'd even make it to the movie. Okay, let me get this straight. You said the Muppets? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go see this now. <laughs> it, it looks like it's gonna be freaking hilarious, but I'll tell you what. If Deadpool is going to offend you, you don't even want to see the previews for this one. <laughs> I gotta see it. <laughs> I really do, because uh, I was surprised when I heard that there was a Deadpool 2. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I really was. Well, um, apparently there's going to be a 3. The way they're setting this one up, I would say there's going to be a 3. Well, I look at it like this. In Hollywood, it seems like it's all about John Lucas, Star Wars, Marvel Comics, Marvel Universe, DC Universe. Anything that's going to give you excitement, a thrill, a little horror, a little scare, it's the money makers right now. So, if you're not into that, then don't go. That's all I can say about it. Well, and also, you know, when it comes to a franchise, as long as the movies are making money... They will keep making them, and from what I understand, Deadpool two was breaking records all over the place when it opened. Hmm. Anyway, so logic would say there will be a Deadpool three at some point. And I got to click with my resources. I don't know. I'm thinking Deadpool is part of DC Universe. I wish my daughter, the resource person, was here for that. She can let me know about that. But if there's anybody out there that knows, you can give me a shout at geupshaw at msn.com or geupshaw at gmail.com and I'll be glad to pass that information on. Yes, there is definitely going to be a Deadpool 3. Well... There we and I just, I just saw it on IMDb. Well, 
there we go. First-hand knowledge from the author herself. Her and her contacts. She got contacts all over the world, people. That's what I like. They have the contacts when I need them. Today I also went to see um, up, 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 um, Breaking In. And that was a good movie. I'm not saying it wasn't, but I will say it was very definitely a PG-13. Um, any real violence in the film was either shown off camera or right below camera. You didn't actually see it. So they were definitely trying to do a sanitized version. Oh, and uh, Deadpool is Marvel. Oh, okay. Okay. But uh, going back to Breaking In, it's a good movie. It's very intense. The acting is wonderful. Uh, even the bad guys, whoever it was that played them, I didn't recognize any of them. Um, they were good. Uh, they were, were very good, very convincing in their roles. I would have liked it to have been a little less sanitized, but that's me. I'm a, you know, I'm a bloodthirsty little thing. What can I say? Um, so, yeah, it was a little clean cut for me, given the situation. Um, but in fairness, they didn't downplay it in the actual film. I mean, the violence was still there. They just did it all off camera. So at least they weren't trying to say that the violence wasn't there in the first place, because that would not have been realistic. But I just don't like sanitized films. But that's just me. Okay. Well, I just want to give a couple news updates. For people who fall in the NBA final, NBA uh, Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals, the Cavaliers lose to the Celtics. 96-83 by 13. They take it a 3-2 lead in that series. And I think the Warriors and Houston are tied at 2-2. That's all I got right now coming in from the world of sports. Anything else? Oh, and you've been following the volcano thing, right? So you want to tell us a little bit about yeah. the volcano? A little bit here and there. So what, I've seen it come across the screen. I don't know what's really going on. So you have any more news about it, just let me know about it. I just know that it's been erupting for quite a while. Um, I know that the ash has basically been destroying a lot of the houses in the area. This is on the big island uh, of Hawaii. Um, oh, this I is a big island? It's on the, yeah, it's on the main island. Um, well, it's on the, it's on Hawaii, I'm sorry. Right, it's on that right. Island. Um, but I know that the lava has now reached the water. I saw some pictures of it. It just looked like miles and miles of nothing but lava. And they don't know if or when it's going. I mean, I'm sure it will stop eventually, but they have no, no, no way of knowing if it's going to stop, when it's going to stop, you know. Well, to me, that's bad. That's really bad. And I hope people were able to seek safety before the seriousness of that took place. I really do. They are um, they're evacuating some people that were in the immediate area, but 
Um, I think they're eventually going to be evacuating more because of the ash. Yeah. And see, a lot of people don't understand the ash is just as deadly as the volcano itself. You know, people don't understand that's that's just as dangerous. It's just as bad. Exactly. I remember when Mount St. Helens erupted back in, I think it was 85, and we got ash all the way up here uh, to Lakewood, and I remember it was eating the paint off the car. So, yeah, ash is pretty bad. And I'm just looking at the stuff that's coming in. I'm getting all kinds of stuff coming through these news feeds. And while you're looking, I'm going to mention something I just saw here, completely unrelated but interesting. Um, a 385-square-foot studio in San Francisco is currently selling for $500,000. In San Francisco? San Francisco, 385 square feet. Studio, studio, not even a bedroom. I got you. I understand. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. And... The only thing I can say to that is this. For five hundred thousand yep. dollars, I can probably feed and this is an estimate about five hundred people, homeless people, for at least a few months. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's what I'm gonna say about it. I mean, I look at the other thing, I mean five hundred thousand that look. If you got $500,000 to spend, okay, fine. But let's get real. We are really displacing a lot of people and therefore making them more, making the homeless population even bigger, okay? We're raising rent. We're paying these, building these crazy condominiums and asking this outrageous money for them. And therefore, displacing a lot of people. A lot of, hey, there's a lot of families being displaced. So, either we're going to start paying higher wages for this, or we need to start lowering and finding ways to make more economically sense financial housing. That's my, that's my take on it. That's what I have always thought. It's crazy. Well, I don't disagree, but I think that when it comes to housing, the people who are buying up the land and building the places, I think they're just looking at getting as much as they can. I don't think they're interested in making them affordable for the lower-income people. They just figure, hey, I'll charge this much for it, and if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. People who can't afford it, they'll buy them. Well, see, here's the thing about that, okay? A lot of people that they displace them, or people who are actually coming from what we used to call the middle class family and individuals who are considered middle class. So we need to start thinking about that. Well, I think we can think about it all we want, but the point being is that the people who are building these homes and apartment buildings don't care. Well, they just want to make the money that they can off of the spaces that they're able to build. The foundation yeah, of this country. I can't blame them for that. They're they're in it to make money. You know, you can't blame them for wanting to make apartments that will rent or sell for 
you know, X amount of dollars as opposed to making them affordable for someone like me. Yeah, I understand that, but I just, like I said, I come back to this one scenario. This country, the foundation of this country was based on the little people. If the little people revolt, <laughs> then guess what? The country going to be in bad shape. And yes, I'm part of the little people. Okay, so what's your definition of revolt? Um... I mean, what can we, the little people, do that's going to make any bit of difference to the powers that be? Well, okay. Let's look at it this way. Most of these powers that be expect us to go out there and buy all their expensive stuff, correct? So, yeah, what happens? Say what? I said probably. So, I what happens when we stop... I'm not going to buy something just because they expect me to. If I can't afford it, I'm not going to buy it. But, yeah, I can see that they would expect us to want their things and go out there and buy them, yes. Okay. Let me, let's put it to you another way. If you break it down, demographics, break it down, I don't care how you want to break it down logistically. Um, I would say, what, 75% of this country is either middle class or lower class or down below that, which means that the other maybe 20, 21% of, the, of this country or the world have the money to buy all this stuff. So, when you look at it from that perspective, we are the ones that are making all this happen. I always thought, and I always said it, we start paying money for all these entertainers and all these celebrities. Don't get me wrong. I love the sports. I love celebrities. I love watching movies. But, if we stop doing all this and stop paying money out for all this, we can make a statement. We really can. Now, a lot of people might think I'm nuts, but guess what? That's how I feel, and that's the way it's going to roll with me. So you're saying that we should not pay for uh, cable sports shows. We should not pay to go to sports arenas. We should not pay to uh, buy music online or go to movies. Is that what you're saying? It'd be a statement. Now, are we going to stop doing it? No. Uh, no, let's, let's face it. We need entertainment. I'm not saying we don't. Because it's a way for us to relax or get into another world to hide from our problems. But we can do things to help solve a lot of these other issues. And it's, let's face it, it's around money. We know it's around money. We understand the financial structure of this country. Okay? All I'm saying is we can take a percentage of that and use it somewhere else. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Now, is it foolish for people to believe that? Or is it foolish for me to say that? Hey, that's my opinion, and that's what I believe. Uh, whenever I walk outside and I see somebody, and I really... And that depends, because, look, look let's say, I grew up in the street. I, I understand. But if I see somebody, 
And I seriously believe that they're really in need. I might only have five bucks. I might only have five bucks. But you know what? Majority of the time, I give it to them. I give them a helping hand. I don't know. That might come back one day. They help me. I might be in a position where I need help. Somebody else might do something for me. I don't know. But we've lost ourselves when it comes down to helping other people. Doing what we think is right. And not spending money on everything that we can that we can afford to do, but using it somewhere else. That's just my opinion. And uh, I have always believed that. And I always try to live up to that foundational um, uh, moral fiber. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Now, do I believe that me, one individual, is going to make that big of a difference? No. <laughs> no. Do I believe people are really going to believe me? Maybe. Do I believe there's people out there that think the way I think? Yeah, I think so. The yeah, problem is, the problem is, a lot of them are not going to go out on the line and do that. They're not going to put themselves in the line of fire. They're just not going to do it. Right. And understandable, I understand that. But hey, I'm like this though. When you don't have nothing to lose, I don't care. And to me, this is what chaos really is. When it gets to a point where people are so fed up they don't have nothing else to lose, then you're going to see some bigger issues than what we have going on now. And I do believe, and I said this before, four or five years ago, this country is heading for a big implosion. Yes, I said implosion. I know what it means. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we were hey, we have a right to worry about what's going on the, on the uh, outside our borders. We have a right to worry about that. But we better start learning. But we better start worrying about what's going on inside our borders too. We might wind up fighting on two different fronts. Yeah. And to me. I'd rather have our front on the inside fortified and united because if, well, I'm going to be nice. I'm put it another way because the word was going to come out of my mouth wasn't going to be nice. Um, because there's some serious stuff going on on the outside that could threaten the global climate, the global world, period. I'm sitting there looking at <laughs> Korea. I think that was Korea. Let me find out. I'm on talking about is right to, uh, I guess they're responding to Trump saying hey yeah North Korea says it's up to US to whether they meet at the table or in a nuclear showdown and I think that was in response to our dearly beloved president who said he doesn't know he's gonna go to the summit meeting or not after he said they said he that he will meet Korea in June. So I'm guessing now he's deciding on whether or not it's beneficial to him and to the United States. Uh, well, let's see. Nuclear war. Okay, I know where that's coming from now. Yes, I do too. 
that's Google. No, it's not Google. <laughs> it's Alexa. Oh, okay. That was one of those things. Alexa, you can be quiet now. Thank you for your reminder. <laughs> I was wondering where that was coming from. Now I know. Uh, yes, people, I have my friend Alexa online, too. She reminds me of a lot of things, taking my meds, going to my doctor, and sometimes she likes to get involved in my conversations. Sorry for that. She's like every other woman. And she does it at the most inopportune times. Isn't that right, Alexa? Okay. (laughs) Um, I'll let you speak for that because I'm not, I get into trouble too much when I start talking about that. Um, elsewhere, uh, what we got going on here? Uh, Kathleen, Kathleen Jenner. Oh, good old Caitlin. Oh, Caitlin. Yeah, I call her Kathleen. I don't know. She, she reminds me of a Kathleen. But yeah, old Caitlin Jenner. Rumor, GF, out. In the bow. <laughs> She's. Caitlyn Jenner calls Trump the worst. <laughs> okay, I'm being serious about this. Calls Trump the worst president on LGBTQ issues. Says she won't support his reelection. Well, the jury's still out on whether or not he's going to make it through a full term. So, before we start talking about re-election, let's just see if he's going to make it through a full term. Well, and not only that, if he does, is he even going to run again? I'm honestly not sure that he is. Um, See, here's the thing about people with egos. And we both agree Trump has one. And people with those type of egos, if they feel that they need to run again or they feel they didn't accomplish what they thought they were going to accomplish, tend to like uh, want to go back and re- you know, go for a re-election. And I can see Trump doing such a thing, mainly because of his ego. Well, and I'm not disagreeing with that, but I'll tell you something. Here's the thing. This is why I think it's it's questionable that he'll run again. Trump is used to being in control of everything. And when he says jump, he's got 50 people that just immediately, you know, drop their hands to the floor, lower their heads and say, how high, sir? He's not used to being questioned, and he certainly isn't used to being told no. I think he thought that once he was president, it would just be the same thing as always, but on a much bigger scale. I think he thought that he would have the entire country basically kneeling at his feet, and that hasn't happened. He's had nothing but trouble, not just from the Democrats, but from a lot of the Republicans, as far as telling him, no, we're not going to do this. He says, make it so, and they basically say, up yours. So he's finding out that it's not what he thought it was going to be, and I think, I don't think he wants to work that hard, quite honestly, and I also don't think that with that ego of his, I don't think he could tolerate losing. 
I think he'll do his term, assuming he does the term, and I think he'll just say that he's decided not to run for re-election. That way it gets him out of this position that he's in, which I don't think he likes very much, and it does it without the humiliation of losing. Well, okay, I agree with you in that regard, but I still go back to the point, I don't think his ego will allow him not to try for re-election. I really don't. Now, it's possible that uh, he will resign, I mean, well, after the term is over, if he makes it through the term, that he will right. not uh, go up for re-election again. But, like I said, let's just see whether or not he can get through the term. You know, because everybody's talking as if he's going to make it through the four years, and I still don't think he's going to make it through the four years. I still think that he has a rocky second term, I mean, second year coming up in this uh, in this first term. I still think the Mueller deal is still hanging over his head. I still think his credibility is almost distraught. And I just, and his unpredictability is one of the biggest issues that I have with him. You don't know what you're going to get with this guy from one moment to the next. You really don't. Well, you kind of do. I mean, you know that anything he says is probably, I'll be kind and say 75% not true. You know that. Um, you know, hey, get out. You know that he is the spin doctor, you know, <laughs> of all spin doctors. So you know that. You know that his promises far exceed what he actually can and will do. You know that. I mean, we pretty much know what we have in him. Um, as for whether or not he's going to make it through the four years, I think he will. And the reason I think that is because there's already been, I've seen time after time after time since he stepped into office, where this person or that person says, well, he did this or that, we're going to get him impeached, and it hasn't happened yet. Uh, he has an incredible team of lawyers. I think, and, and let's not forget, he has the ability to spin anything to where it becomes, oh, you're saying the sky is green? Let me look. Oh, yes, it certainly is a lovely shade of green. I mean, he can do that. Some people just have that gift. And really, if you think about it, if Trump, whenever he does something that is what part of what he got elected for, Whenever he accomplishes something, man, America, the people that supported him, they go nuts. And I think the more trouble he gets into, all he has to do is do something big that people can then say, oh, kudos to Trump for, and whatever it is that he did wrong is going to get pushed under the carpet because he just did something really good in a really big way. So I, I don't think that he's going to get impeached. I think he'll make it through the four years. I could be wrong, but this is just what I think. And you're right. I'm not gonna say you I'm not gonna say you're wrong about that. That's true. Um, the one thing about us, and let's face it, we have 
what I call selective amnesia. Okay. A lot of people look at me like, I didn't think that exists. I said, yeah, it's an upshot terminology. They come from the <laughs> terminology of the fact that it deals with the psyche of a person's mind. And we tend to forget what we want to forget and intensify what we want people to remember. And in that regard, Trump is the master at that. He's very good at that. Um, he knows how to certain to a certain degree manipulate people. But here's the problem. His credibility is starting to ripple in so many ways as what you just said though. His Republican Party is really shaky right now. Um, and I think I said this before. I have never seen, now I could be wrong, but I have never seen a mass exodus of his own cabinet and administration going out the door as fast as they are. Now, I could, like I said, I could be wrong about that, but I don't think I am. What do you think? No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, when I look at the history of presidents throughout, you know, my look at my lifetime. Okay, I'm not gonna say throughout the whole lifetime. Cause I ain't never been, I haven't been around. I've been around long enough, but not for a century or two. But throughout the time I've been here on this planet, he, to me, is the first president I have seen take office and have half his administration gone or out the door within the first year and few months of his term. Now, to me, that's remarkable considering the fact we, I mean, think about it. Let's, let's, let's be real, people, okay? Think about it. We, we lived through Bush, both Bushes. We lived through Carter. You know, I'm not, I'm not discounting Obama, but I'm just looking at all the Republicans and everybody we dealt with, okay? Well, Ford, Reagan, I mean, some of the most notorious, what we consider to be notorious presidents out there, and none of them have came close to what Trump has accomplished with his own cabinet and administration. To me, that's remarkable that he's still there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, it's like I'm waiting for the other shoe to fall off. I'm, actually, I think the shoe already fell off. I just think, be quite honest, people are just intimidated by Trump. I really do. I think just the fact that he has gotten so used to running conglomerates and everything. Now I've got music coming on from somewhere. It's amazing. I think this show is haunted. It could very well be. And I don't know where it's coming from. But I know what I could do. 
I'd have to shut down one thing and then we'll start it back up again. Because first Alexa was talking to me. Now I got music playing. And this is all coming from outside on the patio. <laughs> but back to what we just said. Um, you're right. I just don't see. It's possible. And you're right. It's possible. That he doesn't um, go up for re-election. But, like I said, let's just see whether he'll make it through the term. If he makes it through the term, then we'll debate that. And I hope we will have other candidates that are strong enough <laughs> to give him a run for his money. This is G.E. Shaw, right in the shade. And we'll be back in five minutes. This is Come On Girl, AJ Smooth.
something i don't know what but i'm like the first thing that came to my mind is because i just watched a movie uh zombie movie i forgot the name of it was and the whole gist of the movie was they didn't realize at the time that the people that no that how they were surviving and how they were eating were actually people and they didn't find that out until they happened to go downstairs and seen this uh, individual <laughs> had cut up human remains and had them hanging up like you would do 
when you are, you know, uh, what's the word I want to use? Uh, sautéing, uh, getting it all prepped up for a barbecue. Right. So when you made that statement, <laughs> all that could come through, all that went through my mind at the time was, man, she's prepping some humans for eating. That is kind of, I don't know if I want to go to the barbecue. You know, but um, let's see what we got going on. Um, next week, we are going into hopefully full swing. We are right now in the incubating stages of evolution of this new program that's going 24-7. It doesn't necessarily mean everything's going to be live. It just means we will be playing different things, music, uh, playing different podcasts, some recorded, some live shows. It's a new change that we're looking at. And if you want to be part of the show, all you have to do is just follow the links. And I'll be giving you more links on how to contact us and be part of the show. The basis of this show, like I told Ronnie, and Ronnie understand, is to have the voices of you guys out there, our audience, our listeners, Call in, talk. As long as you're respectful, we don't care about who calls in. All we want is pure, honest, raw, to the core talk. Because it's what it's all about. We give you a platform to speak your piece. Where no other platform will do it, we don't have a problem with that. We want to give the little guy a chance to open up, give their opinion, speak their opinion. And maybe, just maybe, we can come together and come up with some solutions to a lot of our problems out there. And believe me, we have a lot of them. If Ronnie doesn't have anything else to say, which I'm surprised he doesn't. Oh, no, I was just waiting for you to finish. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have anything else to say before we end the show, Ronnie, have at it. I think it's a great show. I think it's going to be a great format, and I hope... We get a lot of calls from people that are listening because y'all know me. I like to talk, so call me and let's talk. <laughs> and that's it for tonight. That was Ronnie DeShay. This is G.E. Shaw. And this was the evening hour. Be back in an hour or so with S.I.M.E. Makes Our Radio Tonight. This is Shallow Waters and Papa Satch. Good evening. to my knees I came to you with all my time Still you look at me Like everything's alright You said you'd go your own way To feed your appetite Well don't come crawling back my way Because I'm off to a better life You said all the life that I offered Rather drown in the shallow waters than try Baby, don't cry to me Try to pull me under Cause I don't wanna drown in your shallow water Maybe it's time to see All the things you've done to me Cause I don't wanna drown in your shallow
feeling just fine without you You said all the life that I offered You'd rather drown in the shallow waters than try Party, party. We party all night. 
We are back. That was Bury Me Down. Wool Sucker. Boy, that. Let's party. Ashley Hines and the Driven. And we're closing up this section of the show, the evening hour, with Ronnie Michelle. And this is Say bye, Ronnie. And you have a good evening. I'll be back in an hour. With two Mixer Mix our radio tonight. This is Oh, child, we both will.